Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hey, Endless Honeymoon podcast listeners, it's time for another unbelievable episode, this one live at the San Francisco Sketchfest. And speaking of us going places, we are coming to a city near you. Go to MoshaCasher.com or NatashaLegero.com for our tour dates. Specifically, I will be at the DC Improv this very weekend, so I'd love to see everybody. And more importantly than all of that, I just dropped a brand new album. It's called Crowd Surfing, and it's a fully crowd work improv album. I'm so proud of it. Paste Magazine just called it one of the uh, the first great comedy albums of the year. And even though it's only January, I'm taking that pretty seriously. So go buy the album or listen to it wherever you get your music. Thank you guys for coming. How are you, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast live taping. We are thrilled to be here. I'm Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Legero. And we are so thrilled to be here, especially me, because my parents are in town, so I left. Yeah. Her dad's visiting from uh, Florida or Illinois, and it is, uh, it's intense. We were definitely happy to leave them behind. <laughs> My dad is, uh, he, you know, like, the, that's a problem with having kids. Like, Moshe and I had kids, um, you know. We have one child, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like more. But we you waited so long to have a kid, which is great because you get two extra decades of partying. Right. Um, a lot of good coke time. We had a lot of... <laughs> but now the issue is the people who we want to watch our kid for free, our parents, are these annoying handicapped people <laughs> who you don't want around your child. And all of our grandparents have something wrong with them. You know, like his mom is deaf and my mom has two knee replacements, and my dad is Italian. Yeah, that's an and issue. And so he can barely walk, and he just eats sausage all day. And He's not just ethnically Italian. He's, like, the most Italian person you've ever seen in your life. Like, he, like, sort of saunters. He looks like um, Stanley Kowalski in uh, Streetcar <laughs> Named Desire. Like, he's got four pinky... He's got more pinky rings than he has pinkies. Is that... Paint a picture... Wait, tell him what you said when you opened up the fridge. Oh yeah, we opened up we, we opened up our fridge and I opened the the drawer where like we usually keep like, you know, we're, we're California people, so where we keep our soy products. And it was just like sliced beef and pickled peppers and and cheese and cheese and cheese and cheese and, and I looked at, <laughs> I looked at Natasha, I just go, "Fuck, the Italians are in town." And we would, like, set the table, and he would just be making, like, a roast beef sandwich and eating it over the sink. Yeah, like, he would. I don't know what this, like, why they all want to eat over the sink. It's I very I like how bizarre. you're saying they, like, you're not ethnically Italian yourself. 
but Miss my, and, Legero. And my dad, he's he's like hard of hearing, and he's like always complaining. Like he's like, I need I need spring water, not filtered water. I'm like, that's not that doesn't make any sense. Like he won't, and then he's like, I need Colombian coffee. I'm like, all coffees, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is fine. And then he's, and then, oh, and then he'll just complain at every restaurant we were going out to eat. And he's like, there's too much sauce on my pasta. I and swear to God, he goes, he's Italian, but he's like doing it wrong. He's like, <laughs> he like, he puts the pinky ring up at the waitress and he like, like kind of flicks her over. Like, hey, hey, honey, over here, over here. But I, then he can't hear her either when he's talking to her. He goes, he points at the pasta, he goes, I like the taste of pasta, not sauce. <laughs> Bring me more rigatoni, no sauce. I'm like, that's not the way the Italians eat their pasta. They don't eat just raw, cooked pasta, just like, mmm, yummy, wheat. But the, the reason why we're telling you this is because we were thinking of a fight, and I was bawling yesterday because, first of all, let me tell you this. My dad, he plays scratchers every day of his life. and He's obsessed with the lottery. He is obsessed. He has spent probably... $500 million on the lottery. $500 five, million? Dollars? I mean, he, he puts like all of his money into the lottery and I feel kind of bad for him because he's on, on a fixed income. And I asked him one day, I said, Dad, you know, did you ever think that maybe this is a waste of money? And he looked up at me from his like, he's got like a desk just for his lotto tickets <laughs> and all the numbers he's ever he's played. He's got one of those green visors. <laughs> And I just remember he put down his glasses and he goes, I will win. <laughs> I was like, okay. So yesterday, I'm at work. I FaceTime him. He's supposed to be watching my child. I FaceTime him and it's, it's really crazy and hectic. Like he's outside. He can barely talk. He's like, hey, how you doing? And like, I already know he can't really walk. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we just walked to... To the, to the post office in Glendale, which is like another city. And he, I'm, I'm like, how did you get there? Like, you can't cross that bridge with a stroller. And he's like, oh, it was fine. It was fine. And I'm like, what are you doing? And like, why did you do this? And I was crying and I called motion. He was, he was confused as to what they were doing. So he didn't know. I also didn't care about the situation in the way that you did. <laughs> I was getting ready for my hot show here at SF Sketch Fest. I was like... The welfare of our child. I, I don't know. I can't really deal with that. I just released an album that day. Hey. So. It, I could have been a little more sensitive. I think I texted her back. She's like, I'm very upset. And I think I wrote back, what is the point of being upset? Which is kind of philosophical, <laughs> but not very sensitive. Anyway, so. I had someone go drive and pick them up because it's like, also, it's not like my dad's a savvy person. Like, he lives in a retirement community. He's never even, like, spent two days in Chicago. Like, he's never, he doesn't really know how to act in a city. You know what I mean? Like, but he knows what kind of pasta he likes, and that's important. <laughs> so I just didn't think he would know what he's doing. Anyway, so someone comes and picks him up. And then I, I ask him about it. I'm like, what were you, why did you, oh, because he had to get a money order. I'm like, why did you need to get a money order the day you arrived in Los Angeles... To walk to another city to get a money order. <laughs> like from the the <laughs> Think about the last time you went to a post office. That's what witches do these days. That's not... We have, we have e-stamps, we have e-mail. No, this, he walked to the post office for a money order. Oh, and then the other thing I forgot to say, all right, so just to, like a little thing about my dad. Like he, this is what he does for fun. He just drives in his like Thunderbird because he's a used car dealer. He'll drive a retired used car dealer. 
He drives in his Thunderbird around town, like, and he's like back, like he drives back like this, so he can barely see out the. He's got a business card that he handed to me the first time we met. I was his son-in-law, and he goes, uh, "It says uh, Johnny Legs has been." That's the kind of guy we're dealing with. So, but what he does for fun is he'll drive around and just beep at the other Italians. So he's like. <laughs> He's, like, obsessed with, like, the other Italians that he knows in Rockford, and he's always name-dropping them like it's, like, they're on the guest list at the Met Gala, you know? He's like, oh, it's John Canariata, it's Joey Giardini, it's it's the Irishman, you know? Fat Stevie. He, so, my dad, by the way, you just reminded me of something my dad used to do. My dad grew up around Italians because the, the Jews and the Italians used to live together in the same neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn. And he would like, try to pontificate that he knew Italians so well. And he always told the story about how when he beat up a, a mafia Don's son and then the mafia Don ran over and grabbed his son and was like, you let this Jew beat you up? And then he like patted my, my dad on the back. He's like, good job, son, and walked away. But my dad would drive us through Little Italy, and my dad was deaf, but you could kind of understand his speech. And so it was very, he, would do, he would roll the windows down, and he would point out Italians, and he would go, Mafia, Mafia, Mafia. Ma-. And I'd be like, Dad, stop it. Your speech is not that. But the thing you don't understand, Moshe, is that Italians, like, they take that as a huge compliment. Like, my dad <laughs> wishes. Thank you so much. So hard that he was in the mafia so anyway after i pressed him i'm like why did you take the stroller against oncoming traffic on a bridge that like you're not supposed to walk on without even asking me and i was like was there gambling involved and he was like oh you know you uh, john canariata said there was this like hundred thousand dollar pool in rockford and i just had to get him a hundred bucks and so like to gamble a hundred thousand dollar jackpot was what he risked our child's life for and that, my friends, is Natasha's dad. I mean, I. But uh, your mom's not much worse because I had to remind her recently to not give the baby Slim Fast for breakfast. <laughs> His mom is like always on a diet. And I'm like, one morning she was watching the cat. I was like, did you feed her? She's like, yeah, just one of these. I'm like, no. Like, that's like not for babies. My mom is sweet, but she gets things a little bit wrong. She does, she's not savvy. I wouldn't say that she's savvy. And, like, like uh, she, don't worry. She's not going to hear this podcast because she's also <laughs> deaf. But she, um, she yesterday, uh, she texted me. Like, she's not really – she's got a lot of, like, electronic accessories, but she's not really technologically savvy. Like, because she's deaf, she has, like, uh, lots of uh, – she has that kind of look uh, of – straight out of an ex officio catalog, you know? Like, she always looks like a European tourist or whatever. Like She wears a minimum of four fanny packs. Yeah. Like, she has them around her neck. She's got multiple iPads for different situations. But when it comes to social media and stuff, she's not super savvy. But the, the uh, like, the yesterday she... Well, I went to her... Um, she, when I announced my album, I just released a, an all-crowd-work album called Crowd Surfing on Friday. Everybody should get it. Everybody listening. Everybody here. Uh, but uh, my, I announced it on Twitter, and all of a sudden, my mom, I did, who I did not know was on Twitter, pops up in my, in my feed, and it just says, cool, which I thought... <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, okay, mom. And then I went to her... Um, I went to her... Her Twitter account. I was like, I didn't know my mom had a Twitter account. One tweet ever. A retweet of my interview with the rapper Action Bronson. <laughs> I guess my deaf mom likes Action Bronson. 
You don't think, uh, do we not have time for this? Oh, yeah. Maybe just show them really quickly the thing that she texted you. Well, she texted me the other day that, um, she texted me the other day, yesterday. She said, uh, I just want to read this to you because it really made me laugh. She, got, she texted me this uh, Hollywood bi- biography website that has done, I guess, a biography of me. And she said, hey, the website said that you're 5'1". They are wrong. And I was like, I ignored it. And then she texted later that day, I wrote the website and told them I am your mother and that you are 5'11", not 5'1". You know, should I keep going? I mean, there's a lot to this. You think I we think, should bring I out our guests? I think we guests? should bring out our guests. All right, you guys aren't going to get to hear the rest of this wonderful website. But, uh, hey, but uh, uh, yeah, why don't we bring out our guests? This is an exciting, uh, exciting uh, couple you of people we have here. You know them collectively from... Burning Love, from Veep, from Another Period. Most importantly, Wet Wet Hot Hot American Summer. Yes. please give it up for Matt and Morgan Walsh. What's up? Is this working? Work? Yeah, it's working. You can grab them. You can grab them. Yours isn't working. very Comic Con panel. This yeah. setup. <laughs> you can. Very direct. Hi, everyone. That's what I did. A lot of couples. Are there a lot of couples here? Raise your hand if you're a couple. We're gonna fix some stuff, right? Guys, thank you for joining us. Such a pleasure. Our pleasure to have you. Did you hear any of the tales of Natasha's overly Italian father? <laughs> yes. Do you guys have any in-law stuff? Oh, you don't have to talk we about that if you don't want to. A but combination of two of your stories. Oh, really? When we were first dating, my mom saw that Matt was married. On IMDb, it said IMDb. I was married. And he had never been married. So she called me and said, Morgan, I think he's married. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God, that would he would be a terrible husband if he was married because I've been here a lot. I'm not seeing anyone It was here. just some paperwork and I had to brother, take care of. He lived with his brother. <laughs> was it you they were referring to or was it just a no, full we error? No, no, it well, was an, another. I don't one think there was a name attached to it. It just said married, like on my IMDb. I don't. Have you seen these websites that are? They're essentially. I don't. I, I'm I so clicked, scared. I clicked through on the website that my mom found, and I fa- it's called healthyton.com, and and it's clearly written by a computer program. Like it's so insane. Let me just. Uh, that why is don't a I, flattering picture. Of oh, you thank talking. you very much. It did find a headshot from my early days of living in Los Angeles. But uh, I'll just read you quickly the part about uh, my height that my mother took such umbrage You're with. You're 5'1". You're 5'1". Well, it doesn't just say that I'm 5'1", actually. It, says, it, actually, it has some commentary on my height. Oh, no. So the algorithm took liberties. They're trying to do some creative... So do you like the author voice of this algorithm? You tell me. All right. Okay. Moshe Kasher isn't the tallest of men. <laughs> they got your sex right. This feels... Yeah, I don't know. Kasher remains at petite tallness (laughs) of five feet, one inch. (laughs) And then the final line of this paragraph will shock and astound you. Subtleties of his other body details are inaccessible at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? What is this? Healthy tongue. It sounds like it was written by a marine biologist or something. <laughs> Just analyzing your dorsal fin yeah, and your, it's got your some stuff features. In there. 
So we've known you guys forever. Yes. You, when we did Burning Love, you were nursing your third child. Yeah. In the green room. Yep. And uh, I always thought Michael that was... Michael Ian Black held her. Aw. Wow, that is dangerous. Yeah. I do not like <laughs> the sound is. of that Actually, at no. all. He's a father. That's a good name drop. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. <laughs> and so you've been able to like have you guys every time I see you, you look like you're in love and having, you know. We're the ideal couple. That's why we're here. And so do you have a secret or do you have um, oh a fight God. you want to tell us well, about? You guys, so yeah. we, don't, we don't feel so bad. Well, or we sort of touched on it a secrets. little bit backstage. I have my own crazy. Everybody has craziness. My craziness is if Morgan comes home with two jars of peanut butter from the Ralphs, and we already have so two stupid. jars in the cabinet, I feel like we're going to go broke. I've literally felt like, oh my God, you're just going to spend all our money now, aren't you? Okay. That's my craziness. First of all, peanut butter, it's not that expensive. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm sharing. No, it's the principle of it. I get it. You I, get it, yeah. yeah. Guys, no, 100%. It's the who's watching the store? Right. We have three children that I'm cash. feeding. It's not like I'm eating the peanut butter alone. It is a funny thing. It is a funny thing to get anxious about food, which I think there's like we do not need food in this house any longer. <laughs> Natasha, we were saying backstage. Natasha does this thing where she decides to declutter, but just like all of a sudden, at one instance, while I'm out of town, and I'll come home and I'll be like, "Where is the blender?" <laughs> And she's like, we didn't need that anymore. I'm like, well, I wanted it. I was about to blend a peanut butter smoothie, which is why you can never have enough. That's, That's exactly why I use it. I like when kitchens just don't have anything on the counters. <laughs> I agree with that and aesthetic. He likes it when I agree with that aesthetic. Don't have any food. <laughs> That's well, you, not true. You guys have three kids, yeah. and you're both actors. Is it difficult to maintain? And you're like gone a lot too, right? Because doesn't Veep is like not shot in L.A. Like we're the, done. Well, we're done with Veep, but it was shot in L.A. for the last three years. So. But before that. Baltimore. But before that, Baltimore. Thank you. That, 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 I like that better. That was, that was more what I was trying to get well, at. Well, you were setting yeah. up a story. Yeah, I and get I it. was... Well, we had, a, we had a nice Rashomon moment when we were in Baltimore. Morgan packed up the three kids, came to Baltimore, stayed at a luxurious day. It was a in. residence inn. Oh, beautiful. Inn. Powdered eggs We did have a blender, morning. though. <laughs> Long story short, we took the kids who at the time were like 6'4 and barely one or something. They were Three kids under Wait, five. Wait, your kids are 6'4"? You got to write into HealthyTun.com. <laughs> no other details of their measurements are available. <laughs> no, the subtleties of their bodies. Subtleties yeah. of their bodies. <laughs> How that sexual is... is this computer program? <laughs> that is horrible. It but is like, horrible. Morgan has a tendency. Wait, you Go need ahead. to set up. Well, Go ahead. you just need to set up the day before going out that night. Go ahead. It, <laughs> we're like, do you I guys have a fight you want to talk about? We have a fight we want to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can, has that ever I've happened? I've been holding on Not to yet, this. But I, I'm hoping. God darn it. <laughs> go ahead. Um, you're crunching Morgan, your go ahead. You're, I'll do that for you. He's crunching his mint well, into the microphone. Well, this is better time. Laugh. Okay. So the day before, you talked about going out that night, right? Mm -hmm. So we had been in Baltimore maybe two days he would work all day. I'm in the residence inn with three kids under five. Hell. It was. Yeah. It was. Dirty carpets, not a great place. Dirty carpets and like walking in, no grocery stores, which for me is really hard. You like to buy peanut butter, it's comforting. Yeah. I wonder in what Baltimore peanut butter is all about. Yeah, it was, a, it was just a hard day getting around town. And oh, so yeah. before this happens, you're already kind of at your limit, is yes. what you're saying. And like okay. needing to have another person there to help me with the three kids under five. So we went down to the wharf, 
late November, early December, and lo and behold, there was a little atrium, terrible cold weather. But it looked beautiful. Yeah. And Christmas lights. You and know, oh yeah, this is it, just before Christmas. Inside it, there was a Santa. So we said that we do every year, do a mandatory photo with the kids. So we line them up. And, and we I were just, so happy. I just need to emphasize, like... <laughs> I was so happy to see this like rest. See yeah. this thing at the end of the street all Kids lit up. Kids do love. They have this innate love of Santa. Like we have a little Jew child, and <laughs> we were taking her on the train during the holidays, and she looked up at this big old blown up Santa Claus, and she's like, "What that?" Yeah. And I was like, "It's our Uncle Morty." I swear to God. <laughs> I'm trying not to let her know. So, so you guys were walking towards Santa. Good luck the Santa. with that. Yeah. Good luck hiding Santa. No, well, I'm going to train her to be a little g- Gentile assassin, where she walks into a public schoolroom and it's just like, "There is no Santa. Let's get this party started." You're going to have some mad parents when that happens. But yeah, it was a magical, magical thing to be able to go see so, Santa. What I was saying earlier, Morgan has a tendency sometimes to go in Wait, for the dark stuff. Wait, you can't say that yet. Or the you can't say that yet. You By the way, to... this is how Moshe acts when I try to tell a story. Yeah. So. you have to like set it up. So we we're from Illinois. We have we have manners. <laughs> we go in. We go in. <laughs> it's true. These other people come in whenever they want to come in. You're saying Northwest people, people. She's say, from the Northwest. You say people from Illinois have manners. You yes. ought to check out Johnny Legs. Has been. <laughs> Johnny Legs. That's my a, dad. That's her dad. <laughs> Anyways, there Morgan were Christmas t- carols playing. You guys need to understand. Like, oh my god, it was like a utopia. It was a utopia, and the kids were so happy, and they got, and you know, like to get them to smile. Like with Santa, sidebar, you're like sidebar. <laughs> Today we went down to the ferry and there was a guy who held up a sign okay. of these poor immigrants who died in a river and he had a political agenda by it. With, yes! So Our fucking president is garbage. Wait a minute, wait we a minute. We all agree on that. No, hi, hold on. We Not here. On Not here. <laughs> Not on my podcast. Sorry. Sorry. But Sorry. my point is Morgan wanted to talk to that guy and I have no desire <laughs> to, unpack, to unpack the emotionality of putting those pictures up and the craziness behind... It's a great cause. Don't get me wrong. No, anyways, more, Matt, I'm on your okay. side. I so, am on your side. So she has a tendency to go in for those moments, is my point. So sure. cut to I'm us doing a wonderful person. Santa. And this Santa was really happy. We were the only ones there. It was heated, so it was nice to be indoors. <laughs> That's he true. gave the kids there so much time. Cocoa? He gave them like 20 minutes of Santa time because there was no one else. 20 and, minutes? Yeah. <laughs> we were the only ones good. there. He was good. He but, gave them like coloring books and he talked. And then you need some... to also say we were the only ones there, which does not it, happen very often. This is very fun. Well, I guess what. that's what it's like at a Santa display in Baltimore. I guess yeah. so, so. It's just like he just puts you on. They're like, we got plenty of time. Have you seen The Wire? It's a really yeah. gritty yeah. deconstruction of what we got going on here. Word, it might have been day one. Maybe word didn't get out. Sure. But it was pretty vacant. So anyways. And we got the picture. I also want, I want to tell the part of the story where like the kids smiled. We got the picture. Oh, you got like, your perfect uh, Christmas yes. pic. Mm-hmm. It was a miracle. It was a Christmas photo. miracle. The Gentile photo. Sure, sure, sure. And, and just as they... We do a big pile of golden coins and then they just... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Cash Kids money. Kids elbowing each other trying to find the Afi Komen. <laughs> Compete. It's a zero-sum game reality. Anyways, my point is we had a lovely time, and then Santa said, oh, I have kids. Wait. I have, let me just... <laughs> oh, my God, this is amazing. I let me so... just say my version, and then you can correct no, it. How about that? No, because... I, I, I need to correct it incrementally. <laughs> like, All right, let I'm... me get one point out, and then you can go after that point, okay? 
because I feel like I'm in midpoint. This is pretty good ne communication negotiation right now. You have a Fine. lot to learn. Can relate. Okay, Go so ahead. no, I even is, said to Moshe, I said, "Can you please not do that thing where you correct my story and tell me that I'm doing it wrong and not saying all the details tonight?" So I did say that to him. So that's why has he honored done. that? So far, yes. Okay, <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to do that. It's, a it's work just hard. In progress. <laughs> It's just hard for me to not do that because I'm I'm a natural storyteller. I'm a moth triple champion. Oh and, boy! Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh I'm not. I've never what? done the moth. I've never done the moth. I've never done the moth. I just thought that sounded like the dorkiest thing a person could say. Michael Ian Black held my baby. <laughs> so we had a lovely time, and then towards the end, he was like, "Oh, kids are great," and I'm like, "Thanks so much, Santa." He's like, "Kids are great." I had four of my own. He's like, "No, actually, I only have three now. My daughter died." Oh. Wait. And this is through a cottony beard and beautiful blue eyes and a red cap and a big belly. So and like, what is happening? And I'm like, okay, let's go pay. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. Yeah. So I go, I, I said something like, oh, that's, oh, sorry. Or whatever. Maybe he I didn't needed us in that moment. So I went and got the kids and kind of went to go pay. And then Morgan goes back to Santa and asks him, what, is she, what do you think she asked him? What happened to your missing daughter? Oh, my God. She asked Santa the worst question in the world. You don't go back in for that question. You get out of there. I, I you would... leave. If somebody's holding a picture of dead children, I don't want to unpack that. I, am... I want to get away from that. I am Team Matt. Get I am me the team fuck out of there. Morgan. I mean, it's like he just spent 20 minutes talking to your kids. He needs he... us. And then he's like, my daughter died. And you're like, okay, well, thanks for the 20 minutes. Uh... No, no, no. Hold on. First of all, he, he violated the code. That motherfucker broke character. Santa doesn't have kids. Yeah. He has elves. And if he wanted to speak an That's allegory, fair. he could have. I lost an elf this year winking at you, crying <laughs> through the other. I'm into that. He did try to direct it to the adults, but I do suspect the kid, my oldest kid might have heard it. They 100% heard it. Yeah. <laughs> on Donner, on Dixon, on... Oh, and then yeah. just move on. Oh, my daughter's missing. It was as they slid off his lap, he said, oh, enjoy those kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, we are, we are. And again, like, this magical time had been had. And I was writing. I was writing a high. I was. But literally, so, I'm dragging her. Let's just pay and go. But and then she went he back. said, "My daughter." And it got so much worse from there. Yeah. What did he say? What he did said, he say? He said, um, "He said when I went back in, I of course I had to go back in." What did he say? He said she died of a drug overdose. In a red suit. In full Santa. <laughs> full cotton beard. Beautiful, glowing, and happy then, eyes. Wait, and hold then, I have to think about what's happening here. This is the guy that took the job to be Santa Claus. He's like, yes, put children on my lap. I should be fine. The first family that arrives. He's like, well, they don't last long, just so you know. Or maybe word got around and, and way, no one's... Where are the elves? Oh Where are the elves? They should be knocking this story out of his mouth. Like, hey, hey, Santa, stop it. I like what Natasha said. Maybe that's why there were no other families yes. there. All the families in Baltimore were like, do not go to that Santa. Don't go to the wharf Santa. Maybe word got out. Yeah. Oh, but there I mean, was also... There was another some, level. There was another level. There was some details. Like, they think... He the, said it was her foul husband, play. Foul play. And that her husband Her husband might have been involved in her disappearance. Yeah. And Santa is telling you this the yes. whole time. And Matt's again trying to leave, and I'm looking for details. 
Like, like I want every to know. one of these details. I'm like, that's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty. Each one's we good enough have for a, a great story. podcast. Yeah, we already have a story. <laughs> He's like, I like the idea that that Santa's like, yeah, her her husband might have been involved. Actually, I've made a list and I can show you. <laughs> yeah. Right here, naughty, naughty boy. I just want a eight by ten and maybe a keychain with my kids on it. <laughs> So yes, that's well, a that, difference. That is, is, is there, does it go darker or no? That was pretty much Okay, it. all right. I would like to see this picture. You know I'm what would have been funny? Find it. it would have been funny yeah. if you had taken the picture with the two of you on his lap directly after he told you that story. <laughs> hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? Do you feel like I'm kind of a character out of Uncut Gems? No. Well, I think I am. And I think that the problem in the jewelry industry today is that the middleman is making things too expensive. Well, thank goodness there's Noemi, who believe, like I do, that luxury jewelry doesn't have to be overpriced. They cut out the middleman to deliver exceptional fine jewelry without the traditional retail markups. They also design and manufacture everything in-house, and they sell directly consumers, and it's got a lifetime warranty, boat with free shipping both ways so you can save an average of 50% off of other luxury jewelry brands. And you know I love gold. They have 18 karat gold, which is what I actually wear. Uh, they sent me a bracelet. I wear it with my all my bangles, and I love it. Well, I love gold, but I eat it. But that's because of my ethnicity. So, if you would like to get involved in jewelry that is cheaper than you can get at a store, all you gotta do is go to Hello Noemi, H-E-L-L-O, N-O-E-M-I-E dot com slash honeymoon. You'll see their collection. And you know what? You'll get $50 off your first purchase with that promo code honeymoon. 50 bucks off. What do you have to lose? Don't forget to use promo code honeymoon for $50 off your first purchase. At hellonoemi.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Don't you feel like women have it easier than men? No. Well, they do in one way in that there's a multivitamin called Ritual, which is awesome, but it's made specifically for women's bodies, and I want to put it in my body and feel good, but I can't, and I think that's total BS, and I don't even want to tell you what BS stands for. As a woman, we deserve to know what we're putting into our bodies and why. That's why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry. Kat Scheider and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested a new normal. They've obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary woman's multivitamin. And if you're thinking about taking a multivitamin and don't know where to begin or which product to get, we're making it easy on you. All of this stuff has been tested and it's really a great product. If you are a woman and you want to do this, let's make it really easy on you. Just go to ritual.com slash honeymoon and you can start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash honeymoon. That's right. We're offering our listeners 10% off their first three months. You've got nothing to lose, so give it a shot. Ritual.com slash honeymoon. Matt and Morgan Walsh, ladies and gentlemen, here they are. They're joining us to dole out relationship advice as we always do on this podcast. And I think maybe it's time for us to bring out our first couple. What do you think, Tosh? Yeah, let's, let's bring them out. We and don't know any more than you do. Uh, did, what's that? Oh, yeah, we don't know anything about this. I didn't want to cut right? you off during your story. <laughs> 
Well, Moshe says that I don't understand how to tell a story, but no, I, just I don't like say that get, ever. I never say that. I like to get to the punchline and then, like, you know, move forward to yeah. like another punchline. Yeah, the classic way you write a book is you write the last page and then jump around. We're through not the writing a book, Moshe. We are on a quick. I'm joke not a fan podcast. of mansplaining. Just so you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, listen. I'll tell you, you don't even know what that is. You don't even know what mansplaining is. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I do. It's when a man thinks that he. Are you trying to set me up for She's trying to set me up for a joke for my act, and I just could. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Guys, this is our dynamic. You saw their dynamic. Let's see a new dynamic. What do you think? Woo! Joining us on stage now, we know as much about them as you do. Uh, help us welcome our first couple of the afternoon. Jeremiah and Jess, as they make their way to the stage. Can we let them sit in the middle of us? Sure. You guys? Okay. We're out. Here they you are. Keep it going for Jeremiah and Jess as they come up here. Hello, Jeremiah and Jess are making their way down to... They are, a, they are a tall and handsome couple, the two of them. Just so you, if you're listening at home, they're both tall and they are both attractive. And I don't know what that's like because I am five foot one. Uh, so what's up with you guys? Tell Jeremiah, us, Tell Jess. us why you wanted to be on stage with all of us oh, today. You guys are married, yes? We are married, yeah. How long have you been married? Can you guys hear me? Um, three years? Three years. Ish. Three years. And, and I've also trained him not to correct me when I fuck up stories. <laughs> uh, you don't train a man. <laughs> I'm not you train Yeah, him. you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You must love that mic, Morgan. You don't. Turn my mic way up. Uh, Did you propose? Is that how it went down? I did propose. And how did you do it? How did you do it? Very nervously. Yeah? Yeah. Are you Jewish? Um, No. You seem it. No. (laughs) Thank you. He could be. We went to Israel together recently, and everybody was like, oh, he's the Jew, right? Jeremiah Jeremiah is not interesting. Okay, what did you do, though? What was was the... uh, uh, the proposal? Yeah, tell us about <laughs> it. Um, it was just in the Boston, in Boston Commons. We just moved here from Boston about six months ago. And I was thinking there would be this big surprise. And I, was, I guess I was acting so nervous the entire time that you know, by the time it actually happened, she knew exactly what was, what was going on. Well, also, you did enough fumbling. She was, like, she was uh, yeah, you're also much further ahead tall, of me. So by the time you got down <laughs> on one knee, she's like, this has been an hour already. I know what's happening. Okay, so you've been married for three years. No kids? No kids. And so okay. what is your issue? Our issue is, um, my issue is, I feel like Jeremiah cares more about anybody in the world liking him than me liking him, a.k.a. he cares more about if an Uber driver or a Lyft driver likes him than if I like him. <laughs> Always. Yeah, I, I have this... Um, <laughs> this undue anxiety about having Uber or Lyft drivers wait for us. And I, I have to be perfectly in position on the right side of the street, <laughs> like ready to go, like spotting the car, like down the street so that he can drive up and we can go right in. I share I, that I anxiety. I share I that anxiety. Let them wait. I try to be punctual for my Lyft guys. Yes, absolutely. And gals. And yes. Do you, wait, hold on, Matt. Do you talk to them? Yes. Uh, just out of the gate. No, no, just out of the gate. No. I create a bond, and then I go to my phone, usually. I, I, have, a, I have an issue. I'm always like... I, I didn't know that you were like this, Moshe, but he literally nonstop chattering the entire time. <laughs> we're at dinner. He's on his phone the whole time. But in the lift, he's like, where'd you go to school? What's that city like? How long you been doing this, dude? Cool car. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? I, well, they're just good, such good storytellers. I appreciate the art. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I honestly think the reason I'm so chatty with Lyft drivers is that I feel, uh, I feel socially awkward about the, uh, the in power dynamic of sitting in the back of somebody's car just being like, on Garcon or whatever. Exactly. And so I'm just like, I'm like you. I'm in the back over here. How's it going up there? Okay. You know, there's something... Of, one, the one thing you don't want to do, by the way, is ever tell a Lyft driver you're in comedy. That's like a, I, I did that once on the way back from L.A., and the guy was like, comedy? I love comedy. And he was playing me, turning around and playing me his favorite Spotify tracks from Ralphie May's discography the whole time. You know Ralphie? Yeah, and he was like, play it. Rest in peace, Ralphie May. So, and what about you? Where are you at this whole time when he's in the Uber? Are you late or what? Well... I would love to be late for Ubers. I can't be late for Ubers because of him. <laughs> Ideally, I would be. But the whole time we're in the Uber, I'm just like spacing out while he's chatting to the Uber driver. And just now on our way here, Jeremiah is chatting the whole time with the Uber driver. And I'm just like looking at the architecture. And then like, they what? gang up on me. About what? Wait, the, <laughs> the Uber driver and your husband gang up on you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not good. What was the subject matter that they were sort of gang ganging? Earlier on? in the day, I had been like volunteering and planting some trees, and then all of a sudden Jeremiah pops up out of nowhere. And then later today, I was like, "So how'd you find me? Are you like tracking my location?" Wait, and you he's popped like, up in a forest, Jeremiah? <laughs> I, I do that occasionally. <laughs> were you visiting yeah. your relatives, the other trees, or what? <laughs> he's a tall guy. He's a tall fella. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and we're in the Uber. I'm, I'm like, so are you always tracking my location? Like, do you always know where I am? And the Uber driver's like, so anyways, y'all, how about the 49ers? <laughs> because oh, he, they're listening to our conversation. And he so, so anyways you and kind of exactly. like made a little commentary like, yikes, battle yeah, yeah, yeah. axe in the back over there. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I was like, no, seriously, are you tracking me? And then the guy was like, what about the blah, 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 blah. And then him and Jeremiah are off on a conversation. It doesn't rain this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You hope it does rain because you'll grow taller, but um, it's a funny area to roast a person. You're so tall and hot, ha, suck on that. What if, what if the Lyft or Uber driver is a dud or even like a wacko? Do you still give them the full ride conversation treatment? Yeah. I, oh, I, I, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's the terrible. The you better. better get out of there. Matt, have you I found it? And, and Jeremiah, I'm sure you found this too, that when you're chatting up an Uber driver, I have found that they save their racism until the third stanza of your drive. So you create a bond with them. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant. I came from, I'm from the Russian state of Georgia. And you're like, oh, wow, what's that like? Oh, it's beautiful. We have a, a wonderful stew dish. You're like, I love that. I've always wanted to visit that region. And then by the time you're like about three blocks from your house, they're like, the blacks are everywhere. You're like, no, we're already friends. At this point, now you got to be like, I don't stand for talk like that. That's my house right there. Please don't come back. I, I, th I think what gets me into trouble is I'm in the medical field, so I'm often wearing scrubs when I get in and out of the Uber. Uh -huh. And so very quickly it gets into very personal and intense medical questioning about a recent relative or some theory that they read about stem cells online and are, are looking for my opinion as I'm trying to have a little bit of sleep on my ride home. You're like, I'm an orderly, dude. I don't know. <laughs> you could say that you are a nurse. I'm a nurse. I don't know anything about medicine. <laughs> Morgan, did you have a question? We didn't get... So are you tracking her? We didn't really... <laughs> I know, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
sorry, but... I didn't get an answer either because I was interrupted by the Uber driver. Oh, so we're all waiting for this answer. Yeah, Morgan hates it when people interrupt. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this to you. I don't know. Well... (laughs) Oh, my God. I love the tension here. As she's known for many years, I I do have you on Find My Friends so I can do cute things like show up while you're planting trees and surprise you and... But, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise you. So you, you are tracking her. She's on Find My Friend, so I could find her. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? I don't even know what that is. That? I, I didn't even know. I don't, oh, do don't I have that th- app on my phone? <laughs> She's saying know she you didn't know you were on Find My Friends. We, we have had this conversation. Whoa. At least. Whoa, apparently not. At least 20 times. We I mean, had she to, would remember <laughs> that conversation. I love the idea of the Uber driver turning around. You're on, find my friend! <laughs> I want to know if Natasha agrees with me. Wait, well, what, about what exactly? About he, the Uber. Oh, I know oh. he's in the wrong about tracking. I mean, I, I definitely... <laughs> I definitely have talked to Moshe about this before, and just in a joking way, because I really didn't know that was his personality. Like, he is not a chatty person, except when he's in a Lyft or Uber which I find interesting. Um, But I just think it's really important to always remember she's your number one priority. She's who fucks you. She's... Jeremiah's like, you don't know Uber. (laughs) (laughs) UberX. UberX. They call it... Yeah, they call it XL for a reason. (laughs) And, you know, just try to always make her the priority, especially around... complete strangers. And I think if the guy's trying to, like, gang, that's not a good feeling. You and the Uber driver are kind of, like, under your breath making fun of your wife. That's rude. Are you a doctor? I am a doctor. Yes. What kind Woo! of a doctor? Um, I'm in internal medicine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that deals with the stuff on the inside of the body. And <laughs> You're so smart, Moshe. Just so you, thank you so much. Thank you. You yeah. just, like... I, mean, I don't just do comedy. You yeah. pulled that it's right not one of the there. Cool yeah, thank you. Yeah. So you make, make, let's say, probably a pretty decent living? Well, I'm a resident, so no. You're still paying (laughs) off your student loans. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, Brady, we're all residents somewhere, but um, (laughs) fucking condescend to me, okay? (laughs) I'm a resident of Los Angeles. You're a resident of San Francisco. It doesn't matter. And what do you do for work? I'm a civil engineer. You're a civil engineer, Mm -hmm. so you make a decent living, too. More than him. (laughs) She's so glad you asked that. I've, we've never had a, a guest break dance before. Wow. Um, I would. Do you su- have any advice? Mitch? I have a suggestion, not, not so much advice, because you guys seem like a sweet couple and you're equally tall, so I think you'll make it. But uh, <laughs> to me, it seems like the solution to this particular problem is very simple and obvious, which is you have enough money to order Uber Black every time. And Uber Black, they come in a limo, and they're like, literally, their job is to not talk to you at any point. Yes. So just fucking click that black and get or, that loving back. Or ditch the bedside manner. Like, give your, put a timer on. Say, I'll be nice guy for five minutes. And yeah. then ditch the bedside manner. And just, even if you're on your phone, you're still tuning in to her. And never underestimate the power of earbuds. Oh, yeah, that puts a that's, real that's signal the, out there. I, you talk been, for a few minutes, and then you're like, this is my thing. I usually am like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, what's up? And I put these in. Do you mind if I make a phone call? I kind of talk a little loud. And I'm like, do you care if I make a phone call? Okay. And then usually what I do is I, this is really bad. I, I, I return emails, but speak them. 
So, oh. <laughs> That's so. efficient. That's not bad. So Morgan, then I'll st- I find so then that they, to be efficient. <laughs> Thank you. Morgan, you, had, you got I something? I feel like we're missing the issue, which is he's tracking her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the time we have for these two. Jeremiah Thank and you, Jeff, Marcia. ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Many happy returns. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Notice anything different about me? Yeah, what is it? Well, it's that I don't smell like a dead rat or a pile of poo-poo anymore, thanks to native deodorant. Not only that, I don't have any aluminum up on me. <laughs> you do love that deodorant. Native deodorant is safe and is formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. It's totally natural ingredients. I straight up use this every day, and it keeps me smelling sweet. I gotta fight these ladies off, because I'm like, I'm married. It's made of ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. You wear deodorant every day. Shouldn't you be able to understand the ingredients list? But what I mean, I, that's a very good point. What I care about is how I smell, and they got great smells. The one I like to use is the cucumber mint, but there's a coconut vanilla, there's lavender and rose. I like eucalyptus and mint. Yeah, there's something for everyone. There's a wide variety of options for men, women, and even teens. There's no risk to try, and there's free shipping on every order, and Native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the USA. I'm not kidding. I straight up use this every day. If you want to smell like me, get yourself some Native. So go to nativedeodorant.com, use the promo code HONEYMOON, and you'll get 20% off. That's nativedeodorant.com, promo code HONEYMOON, and start smelling better than poo-poo today. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I've noticed something about you lately. What? Your titties are looking plump and perky. Why is that? (laughs) That's because I'm finally wearing a bra. (laughs) Well, I'm stoked. Where'd you get the bra? I usually don't wear bras, but I took the quiz online for Third Love, and I found out my actual bra size, and now I've been wearing a bra, and I'm actually getting a lot of compliments from you. Yeah, I'm like, titties looking nice, nice looking titties, everything looking good, them chest lumps looking nice, everything is going really well in our relationship, and it's all thanks to Third Love. All you got to do is go to their website, you fill out a a little quiz, and they'll tell you exactly what your size is, they've got half sizes, they've got all kinds of cool sizes. Over 80 sizes. Yeah, so you think it's just triple D? triple quadruple d no you might be a quintuple d you might be a quintuple d and a half get yourself a bra it's the most comfortable bra you'll own for sure uh the straps they don't slip there's no tags no itching they're lightweight super thin memory cups mold to your shape so you don't have those like big fake kind of pads sticking out of you the other cool thing they do is they offer free shipping and you can return your bra if you don't like it and they take all of their gently used returned items and they give them to women in need in the bay area so listen go to thirdlove.com slash honeymoon to find your perfect fitting bra and we'll give you 15 percent off your first purchase go to thirdlove.com slash honeymoon now to find your perfect fitting bra and again get 15 percent off your first purchase uh we're now going to play a section of our podcast that is my favorite section, which is some of uh, the secrets from our secrets hotline. And uh, some people like it, literally four. Uh, and so we'll just play some audio clips and, and we'll have some fun. Let's hear our first secret. Okay, so many, many years ago, I was dating this guy, but we were like friends and he was like married, but we were still like fooling around and he didn't want to like get serious. So I read this thing online about how, like, you could put a curse on someone and make them love you by freezing their hair. And so I, like, took his hair 
And I put it in my freezer, and I was like this dumb, like, 27-year-old. And so we've been married for 10 years at this point, and it totally worked. And that's my secret, and I'm telling him right now. Wow. Oh, my God. There were so many levels to what was just said to us. That was crazy. She's married now for 10 years. Did I hear that? She cut off a lock of this man's hair. Froze it because she heard on probably heavyton.com that if you freeze your lover's hair, you'll capture them. And she did, and they've been married for 10 years. But wait, he was married. Again, we're missing the important <laughs> issues. Like, was That's it you? That's a good point. Were you? <laughs> I was, I'm married, I have two wives. Yeah, IMDb is directly That's tied why I have the, no on- hair. the online the witchcraft <laughs> community. I mean, spells don't work. Right, we can agree with that. I mean, do I, we I don't know, know that? I think it's safe to say that magic isn't real. No, they're married now, but right? But maybe they were supposed to get married. I mean, maybe they just got married and she did that. What a way to take the wonder out of that call. I mean, that was such a beautiful story of adultery and you know love. What? I can't believe <laughs> you would strip it of its fundamental beauty. Well, I guess it's superstition. It's, it's almost like I could see that being sweet and not stalkery. Like, if she really liked him, she shouldn't... You know, maybe not date a married person. I don't know. I would that say doesn't... let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> let's play another secret. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Kasher. I'm calling to tell a secret. I had a friend, a girl, who was dating a guy. And one day she went on his computer and found out that he was on some dating sites looking for men. They broke up, and I went on the site to find him, and we fucked for, like, years until he moved. Never told anyone. See? This is good, pure fun. Wait, can you explain, Moshe? I support adultery on every... Wait, what is he saying? His friend was about to die? No, he said that he... First of all, let me start here. Okay, he said... Please get to the important issue, though. He said <laughs> that he had a girlfriend, and she was getting married to a man, who, and she confided in him that her, she caught her, hus, her husband-to-be on dating sites looking for men to have sex with, so he s- immediately logged on, made a profile, and started fucking her husband for years, he said. <laughs> Now, what was interesting about that to me was that he's, that, that is a pretty, I would say, out there kind you know, he's queer, and he's also, I would say, evil, and, uh, <laughs> but he started the call with Mr. and Mrs. Kasher. Yeah. He's a traditionalist. He rejects the idea that you kept your last name. He's like, uh-uh, not in my America. My America, you fuck somebody's husband. It's a sign of respect. <laughs> Taking his respect. name, you should no. respect your husband. Absolutely. That's right. You respect the institution of marriage. Take the last name while I fuck your husband. That was fucked up. Yeah. Wait, I yeah. heard it. I heard it that he realized that it was someone he had already been sleeping with. No. No? no? She Wouldn't made him was- aware that he was out there trolling gay websites, so he's like, oh, I'll oh. find him. He got horny. Logged in. And started fucking that man to oh this God. day. 
it's a, it's a testament to how strong some marriages can be. <laughs> it really is. Thank you, honey. There's that room woman, for everything. Yeah. That woman, by the way, has just a freezer full of hair. There is so much hair in there. All right, let's play another. Hi. Okay, so here's my secret. A long time ago, I was helping a friend of mine clean out this dead guy's house. And before I left, my husband asked me uh, if I found any porn or anything kinky to bring it home. Well, so I found a penis pump. And I brought it home, and we ran it through the dishwasher so that it could be sanitary. So it's basically a big, long tube with a pump on the end of it. And it's got a hole drilled in it so that you can release if you have too much suction. You put your thumb over it and then release it. Well, he thought it would be a good idea to tape up that hole. And so he's pumping away on his dick, and it's um, just, you know, drawing all the blood into his dick. And then his balls get sucked up into the tube, and he starts screaming and flailing and jumping up and down because he's taped the release valve up, and he's calling for my help, and I can't help him because I'm laughing too hard. And I finally gets him off. And then he's like, okay. And then he does it again. He sucks his balls up in the tube two different times. And that's my secret. Okay, bye. Wait, why do they have to be cleaning out a dead guy's house? (laughs) That's how you tell a story. You start with some establishing details and then you get to the punchline. By the way, I didn't know that penis pumps had carbs. That's amazing. It's like a bong. It's, it's, like a sa- like, it's almost like a safety valve, obviously. Wow. And so his ball- get- how tiny are that guy's balls? <laughs> That's cr- They sucked in. Again, a lot of other issues happening there. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, is a penis pump for pleasure? I don't understand it. Sounds like it simulates fellatio is what I'm ex- I, guessing. And why do you have to borrow one? Like, <laughs> I agree. Uh, Amazon, you could get that I'm in the sure. day. But, but it doesn't have all that d- uh, dead guy spirits oh. around it. Um, maybe he's he nostalgic the for the 1950s model. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a penis pump I've heard only from uh, comedic research. Uh, a penis pump... It's not for sexual pleasure. I think it's to make your penis bigger. Oh, oh. which is that to me right? is like it's only a guy. It's just like a guy to be like, oh, pump, pump, pump. Ah! <laughs> I think I'll try that again. That made it really big. Can I ask what, where, why did the taping of the hole come into play? I guess it was. I what I, I think it was like a carb on a. It sounded like it was a carb on a bomb. Oh, okay. And then if you got in trouble. Like your oh. balls got sucked into it, which I guess is a which happened. occupational also, hazard. She put it in the dishwasher to clean it. Like oh everything God. is just really terrible. That's not crazy to me. My man. I think like rubber in the dishwasher or latex in the dishwasher is a sensible move. But what if there was something on it and then you're cleaning your dishes? Yeah, and then it's I don't just know. In there, going you run an extra around. cycle would be my guess. <laughs> so you wash the dick pump and then you run it empty once. <laughs> Then I think you're fine. I'm if anybody's get a job. taking notes. I'm going to get a job someday when I become an old man. I'm going to get a job at the local mall as a Santa. And the first time that comes in, I'm going to say, I had a penis pump and my balls got sucked into it. <laughs> Shall we play another? Yeah, let's, let's play another. Hi, guys. Um, so I'm sitting in the CVS parking lot right now, eating a bag of chips, calling your hotline, and I just took a Plan B pill 
So that's my life right now. Um, but my secret is that I think I'm a sex addict. Um, I've never told anyone that before. But I have a boyfriend, and he definitely doesn't fuck me enough. And I've talked to him about it, but he doesn't really seem to care all that much. So I don't know if it's just that I'm not getting fucked enough or if I'm an actual sex addict, but that's literally all I think about. It's been months of this, and I get really irritated if I don't get fucked or I'm constantly watching porn or anyone that walks by me, I'm basically just, like, intrigued in a bad way. So, yeah, that's my life. That's my secret. Probably going to go watch porn. Shocker. Bye. Uh, I'd say we don't have to guess if she's a sex addict. You say she is? Yeah. She didn't sound like a sex addict to me. She sounded like a horny person. Like, she doesn't fuck any of the guys. Sex, well, we sex. have a lot of follow-ups, because it's like, does she? It, if she's like, I just want to have sex three times a week, like, that would be normal, right? And then if but she's... And like, if it was four, it would be about. abnormal. That's sexually... No, but if she's like, I want to fuck five times a day, like, I, that would be very hard to keep up. How can you be a sex addict if you don't engage in in any of the activity. That's like, I think I might be a heroin addict because every time I see heroin, I'm like, that looks yummy. Like, that doesn't... Oh, I see what you're saying. But she's... She's want, not She watches outside. porn all the time. Is porn... And is, she sleeps with her boyfriend, just <laughs> he doesn't do it enough. I just want to point out something that happened in the audience. I went, is porn? And a woman goes, yeah. Uh, I hadn't even formulated you. the stuff. I feel sentence. like you're on my I hadn't side. even said the thing. Is porn? Yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say? I do want to know. Well, Moshe, you're very... You you, you, you told me a story yesterday about how he, we passed oh. some hotel, and he goes, well, oh. This was pretty funny. I don't, Wait, let is, me tell it. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was literally just going to tell the punchline, because well, we're I, running I, out of time. Well, so, when you know. I was a young man... But sure, take a, tell a long story. <laughs> it's my... <laughs> It happened to me. Set up the base reality. Thank set the you. details so we can yeah. have a nice surprising callback at the end. So, yeah, thank you, Matt. So I was cleaning out this dead guy's house, right? <laughs> no, no, we passed the hotel. Tell me what you told we, me We about. passed Hotel Nico, and I, th- I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, Hotel Nico. I remember in the early days of the, of the Internet uh, classifieds, I went on to um, Casual Encounters, and I started this, like, email back like, and as forth. as a teen. I was like 19, and I started this email back and forth with this woman um, who was saying she, she was like casual encounter. I'm staying at a hotel downtown, and she was like, "I'm a striking redhead, and and I, you know, I'm looking for some casual fun." And I started emailing back and forth with her. I was like, and she's like, "I'm staying at the hotel Nico. Come to the hotel Nico at 4 p.m. Bring whipped cream." So I got 19 year old's dream. So I, exactly, I got on Bart and. <laughs> I, I got on the subway. Did you buy it before you came in, or did you buy it in the city? No, I waited till it would be cold. I didn't know. <laughs> I like that. Older, I like that. It's classy. When you're older, you're like, it's just sticky and messy. Right. Like, you don't care, but when you're but 19. But I was like, and she's like, at 4 p.m., I'll be the redhead. I'll make eye contact with you. I took Bart to downtown. I walked into a liquor store all horny and shaky, and I'm like, I hope they don't know what this is for. <laughs> I brown bagged it. I remember that. I kept it in a brown bag. <laughs> And I went into the lobby at the Hotel Nico with a brown bag of, of whipped cream and looked and looked. And I sat there for a full hour. She totally stood me up. And finally, at, like at five, I just got up and sadly dropped the whipped cream in the garbage can and took Bart home. I'm glad you told it your way. That was cute. 
But I do feel like you you maybe maybe you know had like a really crazy sex drive when you were young. Like, is someone like that a sex? What makes someone a sex addict? Do you know? To me, that doesn't sound like sex addiction, but to you, it does. Well, I yeah. think empirically, you're right. She's not out there having multiple. But she partners. is. She said because she's taking a Plan B pill, so she is having sex with her. With her boyfriend, but not enough. I think what's happening. And she said it's all she thinks about. And then she was going to leave us that call to go watch porn. <laughs> and then and she said chips. shocker. And I didn't know if she meant the shocker or. <laughs> Classic bro humor right there at the end. I don't know. Doesn't addiction. Isn't addiction about. Is addiction about behavior or is it about a compulsive thought? But even if she's like, say, masturbating to the porn, that's her exercising that addictive She's behavior. expressing a dissatisfaction with her sex life, and she's very stressed out about it, and she's also sort of keeping... Obsessive about Obsessive it. about it. So there, she, I don't know what the classification is, but there is something he there she needs to deal with. He's a master's in psychology. I have four classes towards a master's in is psychology. That <laughs> Where's my doctor out there? He knows how close I am. So that's like this. Uh, yeah, because I, I once had uh, somebody on my other podcast uh, who was, uh, she studied sex addiction, and she said that sex addiction uh, doesn't actually qualify brain chemistry-wise uh, for, for the DSM classification of what addiction actually is. Really? That it, doesn't, it doesn't really meet the criteria for true addiction. Uh, and I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe it's part of that thing where it's a behavior you can't actually stop. Like overeating, you can't stop eating. Or, you know, it's one of those things where you have to continue the behavior and it's about is the behavior destructive or not. Or does the love component, like se- you always hear sex and love addiction, does love have to be part of it because of the endorphins and the release in your... No, because sex, sex and love addiction uh, is a different thing than pure sex addiction. Actually, I got one more story. Natasha, can I tell it? Sure, honey. Okay. I once went to a Sex Addicts Anonymous meeting, mm-hmm. and um, it's different than Sex and right Love. Right after that Hotel Nico <laughs> debacle. <laughs> no, that was, I went to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, because on the BART ride home, I was just like... <laughs> and then I went to an NA meeting, because right before that, I was like... <gasps> the nitrous situation. Anyway, I went to this meeting. It doesn't matter why, but I did have some compulsive little fun issues that I was having. And I went, and immediately I was, my, I was rest, I rested assured because I was like, I do not have this. Because people would talk about, like, would talk about like, I'll turn on, I'll get home from work, I'll turn on the porn, all of a sudden, the sun will be coming up. I was like, I don't, I don't oh, think shit. I have that. I think maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm just too good looking. But... Um, I have a but, friend who was diagnosed as a sex addict, and he wasn't having multiple partners, but his shrink, because he, he would obsess about it, and he would masturbate to porn, like, all the time, and he wasn't living a productive... Who is it? I'm just no. <laughs> Michael Ian Black! <laughs> and he held my baby. All I can tell you is there an actor on This Is Us. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't know anyone on that show. I don't know anyone on that But wouldn't that ruin that show for you? <laughs> A nice family drama. <laughs> but anyways, his shrink was telling him you may have... He used the terms, you may have a sex addiction. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just no, want to share please. that. No, yeah. please. That was very respectful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Boo. 
So I went to the meeting and I was like, okay, I'm rested assured, uh, but I was there and I was kind of taking it in. It was kind of interesting. And, uh, and one of the customs of that particular 12-step group is that when the person introduces themselves, they introduce themselves and then they say how long they've been sober. And I guess to them, sober means however they've been abstaining from their problematic behavior, their addictive behavior. So they'll say, you know, I'm Moshe, I'm a sex addict, I've been sober for two years. And uh, everybody, every single person. So a guy comes in, sits right next to me, late. And he, at the end of the meeting, raises his hand, and he's like, I'm so-and-so, I'm a sex addict, and I've been sober for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then the meeting ends. And I don't know if you've ever been to a 12-step meeting, but the custom in a 12-step meeting is at the end, you stand up, put your hand out, take the hand of the person to your right and your left and say the serenity prayer. And I looked at that dude's hand, and I'm like, fuck that shit, and I ran to the other side of the room. <laughs> I'm not holding that cummy hand, no. <laughs> Endless Honeymoon Podcast listeners, Earwolf has a brand new podcast from drag renegade Vicky Vox called Doing Great with Vicky Vox. Drag queen Vicky Vox is bringing you an interview show with a twist using tarot cards and hot takes to answer guests' questions about their own lives. So tune in for pop culture discussion, moments of shame, and the fringiest of conspiracy theories. This is a safe space for alien abductees. Vicky wants to hear about people turning their differences into their greatest strength, like she did with drag. It's a mix of meaningful discussion and a wild night out. Vicky Vox wants you to know that you are doing great. Doing Great with Vicky Vox premieres January 27th. Subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we do our last couple? Yeah, talk? let's bring out Joe and Sarah. Joe and Sarah, yeah, our last couple of the evening. Well, put your hands together yeah, yeah. for them. Sure. Joe and Sarah, thank you guys for coming up. Also pretty tall. Awesome. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Hello. Uh, oh, hi. less tall, less tall, less tall. <laughs> yes. Hello, Joe. Hello, so, Sarah. Joe, thank you for taking us today. Uh, what is today like? abs day or what is you are you're like buff. busting out of that shirt is your issue having to do with his workout schedule absolutely not no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like actually I'm a sex addict and that's what I like Joe, Sarah, thank you for joining us. Are you guys married? Are you guys dating? Or what's your situation? We just got engaged early December congratulations thank you amazing uh, did you propose Joe? I did how'd you do it? Um, I took her to the Monterey Bay Aquarium on her fourth anniversary of dating. With um, all those kids running around? It, like, and, and all those fish? We had, then we went out to dinner, and I did it at dinner. Sweet. We, had, we just had a bad experience at the Monterey Bay Aquarium because we went like the day before New Year's, and it was just like you couldn't even enjoy the sea life because it was just like a, like a family of 19 just ramming into you with a stroller. So that's very romantic. Um, what, uh, what is the issue that you contacted us about? Sure. So one thing, um, as we're kind of getting ready and thinking about wedding and planning and all of that, is this ongoing dilemma about my hair. So I've had uh, long hair for most of my life. Is some of it in a freezer, Joe? No. <laughs> I think it is in one of the cubbies. No, 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 no. <laughs> But, um, but I cut it a year and a half ago to get the pixie cut, and I really like it. You look gorgeous. Thank you. Beautiful. You um, look good. Women should have long hair. I've been kind of struggling. <laughs> I'm kidding. I went the other way. I went the other way. I zigged when they zagged. Uh, one thing that's really tough that. for me. You can't teach that. 
I can't really imagine myself in like a wedding dress with short hair, and I think part of that is... Is this seriously your problem? Society, and part of it is my mom, because every time she looks at me, she gives me this like... <sighs> it's <laughs> well, such a like, shame. She's sighing at the hair that is no longer there? Literally. She put up a picture from a magazine that kind of looked like me that had long hair. It's, yeah, so I'm kind of... Wait, she put up a picture of another, a model that isn't you that kind of looked like you with long hair? That is correct. Okay, so look, I get, I know what you should do. Don't invite your mom to the wedding. It's obvious. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, Joe's really supportive either way, though I do think you like your short hair. Very much so. You you prefer it, Joe? I do. Okay. Yeah, and and I just That's what counts to me. That's what counts to me. Expectations. Is this affecting the date of the wedding? Are you considering growing your hair out and then you have to wait? My options are uh, have bad hair for like 20 months. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Well, if I decide to grow it out, uh, commit to a pixie and get a haircut, which I'm overdue for. Or get a wig or something, and it's I'm just like definitely the wig. It's the wig is the obvious choice. You gotta get married in a wig. Everybody thinks you should get married in a wig. That's yes. a classic, beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 A yes. perfect wig. Yeah. And spend some money on yeah. it. Yeah. You're only gonna get married once. And right, right. right you give that wig to your daughter when she gets married. <laughs> And it's a family heirloom, and it's gorgeous. You can put it up on the mantle and be like, oh. Absolutely. And right after you guys kiss and you're, you're, you're man and wife, you just look at your mom, you take the wig off and throw it in her fucking face. <laughs> this is an interesting issue because it's very obvious to me that it's a part of something deeper, which is why the fuck do you care what your mom thinks about it's your wedding and it's your hair and you are an adult. But you've inherited. But you're feeling that way. Right. You've inherited a bit of it yeah, too, haven't bit. you? Yeah. You've oh. got it in you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like I like I like having my short hair, but I'm like stuck at this like. You want to be basic a thing. little bit, a little bit, but like right. I don't know. Like I want to, but I don't want to, and I just end up stressing out about it because it feels like a decision I need to make now if I want to try to grow it out or get a fancy wig or something like that. When you, without giving it any energy and pretending you're not in a room full of people, like what's your first <laughs> thing? Like what do you think of right away? Like you're getting married tomorrow. Well, I mean, at that point. No, I mean, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're getting married tomorrow, but you're also a powerful sorceress, and you can make your hair any length you want. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's no, what I know I mean. what you're Thank saying. You. Like, how do you, yeah, how do you envision it? That's the, I envision myself with my long hair. Because I used to have, like, long, long hair. And then, like, a year and a half ago, then I cut it super, super short. Joe, what, do you, what is your take? You're being very stoic right now. Like, what's your, what's your take He's on all this? What's your stoic. Yeah, what's your reaction to this? Are you just, like... Are you? <laughs> what's your, uh, Natasha? What's your reaction to Joe's pass? Um, no, what? Um, wow! Joe, Joe! He just showed them moving through a sweater. Yeah, how do you react to all this? I'm with you. I think uh, she should tell her mom to go screw. Um, <laughs> go screw. He's a good guy. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> podcast, Joe. <laughs> Yes. Um, I really like the, the short hair. Um, we are not therapists, though, so we're just yeah. afraid. He no. has his master's almost <laughs> in psychology. I mean, no, I, I want to hear what you think. You're, yeah. you're getting to something, I think. Um, she cut it for a reason, and I, like, I think the core of the issue is like she doesn't think that she can be like a beautiful bride without the like long hair, like that whole thing but like I don't think that that's necessarily true um I think she looks beautiful with short hair um I could 
And you feel like yourself best. with short Hold on, hair. you started talking right when he was about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't going to be so great. awesome. You're great. No, go ahead. So, sorry, honey. You guys sorry. are great. <laughs> you are. But, but also the short hair is you. That's yeah. who you are. The bride isn't someone different. Like, that's just like a basic idea that you have in your head that your mom has instilled or you've instilled or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is like the version of you that is the bride? Because that's who the wife is going to be. Like, right. growing your hair out and being this, this like thing just for a wedding that is like, going to be a huge waste of money. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> there's no reason to spend a lot of money on a wedding. Like, Natasha, we'll do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha's so right. I love that. I, I love what you just said. The bride's not a person that is, exists separate from you. It's yeah. you. And then, and I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking out of class here because I am a man. I'm quite a man. But, uh... <laughs> I'll find one of you. Yeah, I'll find one. <laughs> It just became so clear to me when we were getting married that the world delivers women this messaging about the day they're going to get married. That this day, there's a binary day that is the most important day of your life and you can fuck it up. It is possible to fuck it up. You can. And the only way to ensure that you don't is by spending money towards it. Or in your case, growing hair towards it. And that's just fucking capitalist poo-poo. Like that, sorry, I don't mean to shock you, Joe, but... I would just say, too, because it is, you are bringing, fa- you're merging families and you're testifying in front of your community of friends and loved ones that this is, this is where we're at and we, we're going to need your help at times for this marriage to work. That's the tradition of that ceremony. So you do want to, like, bring in family, but it is you. It's that moment you guys are sharing, and he's so on board with you. He's mm-hmm. very much seemingly in love with you. So he's great. you will not make a bad decision. <laughs> you will not make a bad decision. And I think it's worth convincing your mom, like, what else can I do to make the wedding fun? So to that point, maybe, do you guys have any advice? If I were to stick with my short hair, considering her uh, magazine reaction to me cutting it in the first place, yeah. any advice on how to manage the rest of her life of me not getting married with long hair? You don't make have sure to manage it. Make sure a dessert it. table at the <laughs> wedding. Old people like dessert tables at right. weddings. That's true. Also, you, you could have died of a, of a drug overdose. Like, your mom needs to put things in perspective. Yeah, like, she'd have to become to Bal- a Santa. Send her to Baltimore to meet a certain Santa. She'll get a little bit of a perspective on this whole long hair situation. And I was seven months pregnant at our wedding. Right. It's like, exactly. that's a different idea, but it could not have been more beautiful because it was exactly what, how we are. Yeah, you guys will make that wedding. So get pregnant, then your mom will be shocked. (laughs) Or fake it for seven months and really freak her out. Yeah. Just put a new pillow in every time you're around her. I straight up, I think you should, I think, what do you do for work, you guys? Both of you. Uh, I'm in grad school. Grad school, okay, and? I'm a software developer. So do you have a lot of money, Joe? We're okay. Okay, great. (laughs) He is great. That's what I want. (laughs) I wanted, that's what I wanted. I, I mean, I, because here's, I actually have a practical suggestion. About your mom, I would say, never talk to her again. But uh, <laughs> a practical suggestion, because you're worried. Obviously, I'm looking at you guys. I can tell you're not like super traditional people. You got the gauges sick. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and your vision of yourself as a, as a bride is like the, the very much like a Zales vision. It's like, you know, and it's like, that's not you either. And, and it's so, partly to please your mother. So what I suggest, and Joe, because she's having so much insecurity about this long hair basicness thing, is that you guys find a cool, forget a bridal gown, find a cool fashion designer, like a real funky, weird San Francisco 
fashion designer and make her have her de- have her or him design you like a, a pantsuit, a white pantsuit or some crazy Woo! shit that fits who you are, something off the the beaten path altogether so that you're not locked into this idea that like I should have where's my train? Why isn't someone holding my train? Ooh, it's like, I have an idea. With the pantsuit, what if you wore like a little white hat? I love that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be with your short hair? That would look so cool. Yeah, Go this. through some old Audrey Hepburn photos. You'll find a nice hat. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> and then And also it doesn't have to be white. And, and I, I always say this when these wedding things come up. Your fucking mom is not getting married. She already did that and probably fucked it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're getting married. Who cares about her? Uh, does that help? It does help. Thank you. Well, let's give it up for Joe and Sarah. Congratulations. Nice to meet you. Good luck. And congratulations. Congratulations to the two of you. Congratulations. You guys are awesome. Congratulations. And thank you for coming up. Um, guys, we are just about out of time. I want to quickly say uh, to those of you in the audience now, uh, the Cobbs show tonight at 10.30, Iron Comic. With your ticket stubs tonight, you can get in free to that show if you'd like. So if you'd like to come tonight at 10.30, I'll be on there. Natasha's doing a quick set. and uh, Matt has some shows tonight Matt as well. Matt has some shows as well. Where, uh, you'll be... Pluggy plug. We're doing uh, ASCAT at 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and I don't know what the venue is, but it's in the calendar. One of the founders! Of ASCAT. That's one of the right. founders of ASCAT. Thank and you. truly, truly a fun one to watch do it. Uh, I've had the pleasure of being, on, of being a, mo- a monologist on when Matt's been there, and you're so damn funny. They're both so right damn funny. Right back at both of you. You two are so funny. No, well, you're, so you, no you're, you're so, so funny. funny. You're so Stop funny. It. No, you're so Stop funny. Yeah. Matt and Morgan Walsh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys thank for you. coming out. And thank you, San Francisco. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. Get my album. Good night. <laughs>